T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Home and home. 50 minutes to go here on a fast-moving edition of Home and Home, which is brought to you by ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Try ZipRecruiter for free by going to ZipRecruiter.com slash enter make sure you're following us on twitter at rdc home and home at rdc sports i'm at ross tucker nfl he is at jason mert m-y-r-t jason filling in for dave briggs today who is on assignment remember less than five minutes of commercial breaks per hour we'll have dean blandino yeah that dean blandino He's the head of officiating for the XFL at 9.45 p.m. Eastern time or a.m., which is like three minutes from now. P.m. in 12 hours. You might be having him at 12 hours because maybe you're listening to us on demand because we're always available on demand. Just like it appears, Jason, there are Ask Reddit questions available on demand, which I love. We're going to get into every day here on Home and Home, a different Ask Reddit question. Today's question, very simple. What would be the number one deal breaker for you in a first date? Jason, I will let you go first. I mean, if you were doing like the family feud and they said survey says, I think most people would agree with me. It's got to be bad breath. If a woman's got rocket breath, you're gone. It's like, how did you go on a first date and your breath is like a porta potty? You know what I mean? Like, that's something, like, you better have a breath mint for the first date. You can't come in with hot breath. If you got hot garbage breath, see you later. I don't care if you're a total dime, a rocket, whatever. Bad breath. Sorry, hon. You got to beat it. I'll take a hammer toe over a bad breath any day of the week. All right. So you, if if she's hot, she's a rocket. But if she has rocket breath, she's out. Got it. Yeah. If you, um, yeah. If you got hot garbage breath, come on. See you later, hon. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I I'm with you on that. I don't I don't notice very many women with bad breath. I notice more dudes. I feel like that have bad breath. I've got two, and interestingly enough, Jason, these both happened. I was in 10th grade. It was the same girl, the same night, one of my first dates ever. So first of all, and this is a story for another day, I I followed her home after school so I would know where she lived. And I had two girls in the car, I was going to drop them off at their house after I found out where this girl lived. We had the music cranked up, whatever. I'm driving. I see where she pulls in. 
and I see where her house is, and I'm waving like, okay, I got it. And meanwhile, the, the 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 turn goes like this, and I'm waving to her, and she's not waving to me because I think she wants to come out and talk, but I got to go. I got to drop these other two girls off, and I got to go to spring football practice. Well, next thing I know, bam. Nope, I- not a tree. Not another car, a burrow truck construction vehicle that was coming the other way, honking the horn as far to the side of the road as they could. Nope, I went right into it with my 1990 Jeep Cherokee, uh, which has nothing to do with the Ask Reddit question, but just a terrible story. I was late for football practice, only time in my life I was late for football practice. So... All of that is to say, I already wasn't in a great frame of mind for that date that night. Interestingly enough, my dad, I said, Dad, I don't even know if I should go. He's like, oh, you're going, and you're taking my car. Because he, A, wanted me to get back out on the road driving. He didn't want me to be like a tentative driver. You know what I mean? Like, my dad's like, no, back you got to go. You got to get back out there. Get back on the horse. So I pick her up that night. First of all, she was very attractive. Uh, I think we ended up, I don't know, we went to like friendlies for dinner. Like, that's what you do. Dude. Did you share a Sunday at the end? I, I don't know, but dude, she like smoked. like a Happy Days episode. She she smoked like at a At the bunch. friendlies? Yes. This is 1995. You could do that. She was like smoking. Like, I'm trying to have my awesome cookies and cream and maybe mint chocolate chip. I don't know. I don't remember back then I might've been into cookie dough. So I'm trying to have my awesome ice cream and she's smoking in my face. Number one, number two, she also didn't smile once the whole night. Now she was hot. Okay. But I'm not into like that. Mm, mm, mm. Like, Never smiling. Like, smile. Be happy. Life's fun. And don't smoke, especially when I get two scoops of cookies and cream ice cream. So that is my deal breaker if you smoke. We got Dean Blandino. Love Dean Blandino for so many reasons, including, you know, you watch Dean Blandino. He's a good-looking guy. He dresses nice. Like, I don't know if Dean Blandino's single or has 20 kids. But I think Dean Blandino's been on some first dates in his life. Dean, I love the hat. Ross Tucker, Jason Martinez, always great to talk with you. Do you have something that's a deal breaker for you, Dean, in terms of a first date? Well, I was listening to the end of your story, and I've never been on a first date where she didn't smile. So that might have something more to do with you than her, maybe. (laughs) I don't know. But for me, the first... The first date deal breaker is if she she says hashtag Des caught it. For me, then it's over. Ah. Then, then can't. <laughs> or if she complains about officiating Dean. Yeah, exactly. She's like, what's what's with that blindside block rule? I'm like, I can't do this. We we're... do you even so Dean Dean? What is your deal? Are you single, married? I have no idea. 
I am. Yeah, I'm divorced. I have two boys, so I'm I'm single, but I'm very, uh, you know, I'm I'm good right now. I'm not ready to jump back into the dating pool at this point. Yeah, I was I was gonna say. I wonder if you even I I wonder if you even tell people what you do for. I mean, I guess you have if you're on a date with somebody that you. Yeah, be like, I can't tell you. Like, what are you in the mob? You know, I mean, you gotta tell exactly. them what you do. Exactly. Yeah. See, <laughs> DEA. You know, I'm yeah, very. I tell you, but I gotta kill you if I do. All right, exactly. so Dean, uh, we spent a decent amount of time at the start of the show talking about the XFL. You know me. I love football. I'm excited for it. There's a bunch of new rules. I I know that you are the head of officiating for the XFL. How much did you have a say in the creation of these rules, or was this all before that and you're just there to help the guys implement them? Yeah, it was a combination. They had, before I came on board, they had done a lot of research and came up with these kind of the, we're going to innovate and reimagine the game. And and it was things that you're going to see, like the kickoff is going to look different and a three-point try. And then there were some things that, that we discussed when I came on board. And for one reason or another, you said, you know what, this isn't going to work. Um, so it was a combination of things. They had a pretty good idea of the things they wanted to do but then I had I had a lot of input when I get on board because obviously you want to you want to reimagine the game and make it more exciting but you have to be able to officiate these things consistently so that's where my input really really focused on hey Dean when, a lot of times when leagues are making these kind of decisions and figuring out what they want to implement they, they have some research to show this is what the fans want here's the yeah. rub here's the problem areas did you guys have research, number one? And was it one of those kind of think tanks when they came up with these rules of, hey, guys, no idea is a bad idea here. Let's throw everything out. Maybe we find gold. Some of these, will you tweak rules along the way? Or are these set for the entire season? Yeah, absolutely. It was kind of a think tank. They talked to a lot of fans. They looked at other rules, you know, whether it's college, NFL. And, and one of the things that, that we heard from the fans is, is the downtime. There, there is a lot of downtime during a football game, NFL game, three hours, six minutes on average. And you, you have only roughly 16 minutes of actual football. So, so how do we reduce that downtime? And that was the big thing. And that's why the league went with a 25-second play clock. So the pace is going to be quicker. And that pace of play, we feel like, um, will will add plays to the game. And that's what people want. They want more plays. They don't want standing around. They don't want more commercial breaks. And uh, and so there was a lot. And it was like that. You know, no idea is a bad idea. Let's let's talk about it, vet it, and uh, and let's come up with a way to make the game, you know, even more exciting. So we're talking with Dean Blandino. He's the head of officiating for the XFL, which kicks off tomorrow. There's a lot of different rules, Dean. You know, the kickoffs, the punts, extra points, overtime. What do you have a favorite? Do you have the one that you think, wow, this is awesome? The NFL should definitely implement this. I think, you know, right away we're gonna see the kickoff. And and I really like what the league did with the kickoff. They said, okay. When the returner, on average, when the returner catches the football, where where are where's the coverage team and where is the return team? And on average, they were at around the 35 and the 30. So they said, okay, at the start of the play, let's put them there. And so you'll have 10 coverage team players on the 35. You'll have return 10 return team players on the 30. 
They can't move from their line until the ball is touched or if it hits the ground after three seconds. And then they go, and it looks more like a scrimmage play. And so it keeps the return in the game, and it reduces those those high-impact collisions that you see with the big run-up. So, so I think that's something I'm really interested to see how it works. And I think that's something that the NFL college will look at because, as we all know, the kickoff has been something they've, they've looked at in the past because of a higher rate of injury. And, uh, and I think this could be something that, uh, you know, going forward could be could be an alternative. So how do they do onside kicks? And what happens if it's not an onside kick and the guy just kicks it short or it's a squib kick? I'm confused as to what happens if it's not a traditional deep kick. Yeah, so the ball has to cross the 20 in the air. So if it doesn't, it's just, it's a dead, it's an illegal kick. And the, and the return team gets the ball all the way at the, at the kicking team's 45-yard line. So you have, to, you have to make the 20 in the air. And that, that prevents the squib or something, you know, you know, trying to hit it into that group of players and then creating a scrum. If you want to go onside, you have to declare before the kick that you're going onside. So there's no surprise. And then it looks more like a traditional onside kick with the 10 yards between the two teams and we'll give the kicking team a five-yard run-up. The, the NFL got rid of the run-up, um, but in the XFL, you'll have a five-yard run-up, but it'll be a 10-yard difference. You know, the restraining lines will be 10 yards apart. Dean, I'm sure you guys saw in, in your research, too, that one of the frustrations maybe with the NFL is the, the amount of penalties waiting for the yellow flag to hit the field on any given play. It's almost like you're holding off to celebrate until you know there's no flags. Um, and then... Part of that is going to be educating the players, the officials, obviously, the teams on these rules. Did the league yeah. go about educating the players? Did you meet with each team individually with, with a group of officials to explain here's what's allowed, here's what's not, to limit the amount of penalties because you don't want those stoppages and waiting for penalties to happen all the time? Yeah, absolutely. Certainly penalties are you know stoppages in play, and we can't – we can't artificially manufacture the number of fouls in a game, but but what we're telling our officials is we don't want to be overly technical. Player safety fouls, we have to enforce those. But again, we don't we don't want to be overly technical on formations. We want to we want to warn if possible, but certainly if something creates an advantage, we have to we have to call it. And we did. We met with all the teams. We had training camp in Houston, and uh, we met with all the teams. Went through video. We've been sending videos out probably since April and, and sharing different, here, here's how we're going to officiate hits on the passer, defenseless players, low blocks, things like that, so that everybody can be on the same page, you know, when we kick off on Saturday this weekend. And, uh, and again, uh, we, we, we don't want to be overly technical and, uh, and we hope that that will, you know, will keep the foul numbers down. But again, the two teams will decide how many fouls there are in the game. All right, so Dean, uh, replay is always a big one. I, I've read where it's going to be the college model, where it's not coaches' challenges, it's you know someone, an in booth operator at the stadium, with the exception of the last five minutes, where he then can act as a sky judge, which allows him to help overturn things that even aren't reviewable. In your mind, because we, obviously we compare everything to the NFL, Dean, can you give us the pros and cons of college model 
versus coach's challenge model, and then pros of cons of sky judge versus no sky judge as you see it? Yeah, I think, look, the NFL model with the coach's challenge, the benefit to that is it limits the number of reviews. You know, outside two minutes, non-scoring plays, non-turnovers. It's on the coach. They have a limited number of challenges, and they're tied to a timeout. So, so on average, in the NFL last year, about 1.6 reviews per game. The college model, you, you have more. You're at 2.1, 2.2 per game because there's no limit. It's the replay official. You're not tied to a timeout. So, so But what, what the college model, the benefit is, is that a coach may be out of a challenge. We saw that with New England this year where – where they didn't have a challenge, it was outside too, and they weren't able to fix an obvious mistake. Well, the college model doesn't have that issue because it's the replay official always. You know, the sky judge, we felt that was important, not throughout the game. We're not looking to reofficiate the game in replay, but there are situations late in the game that can have a significant impact, and it may not be reviewable. And we wanted our replay official to be able to provide input like any other member of the crew. And obviously the replay official has the ability to look at video and has additional resources. So we, we felt that was important to, to make sure that the game is decided and, and not decided by, by a, an incorrect call by the officials on the field. Dean, how are you sleeping? Because you only get one chance to make that first impression. And there's yeah. a lot of rule changes and, and this is a different product and you're coming into your opening weekend. You don't want any controversy. You want the games to and the players to dictate who wins and who loses. And it, it's it's a tough endeavor. You're it's football, but it's not the NFL. And you know you have a lot of rules in place. How uh, how stressed are you guys kind of going into this in this opening weekend? There's a lot of fanfare and uh, going to be a lot of eyeballs this weekend. Yeah, obviously it's the first, it's the uh, the opportunity to make a first impression. And I know Ross didn't make a very good impression on that date when the girl was smoking. But <laughs> we, 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 we obviously, we, we're aware of that, that people are going to tune in, even they're going to tune in this weekend just because it's new. And then they're going to come away with that impression, positive or negative. And, and we want to make sure we feel really good because of the preparation that that has gone into this and the education on the officiating side, the players, the coaches. And so while there is obviously that that concern about how it's going to go, we feel really comfortable and confident that it's going to go well. And, uh, you know, for me, it's just more specifically, I just want that first kickoff to go off without a hitch, no penalties. And uh, and then we'll go from there. All right, so Dean, two quick ones. We'll get you out of here. Really appreciate the time. Uh, one is, you know, I have a, a a sports betting podcast, Even Money podcast, that's here on the Radio.com app available. And one of my good bets for the Super Bowl was under 13 and a half penalties in the Super Bowl because there's a belief that they tell those guys to let them play when you get to the Super Bowl. Now, you just said for the XFL that you don't want them to be too technical. You want, you know, you don't want there to be a lot of stoppages formationally and stuff like that. Is it true, Dean, that for the playoffs and maybe the Super Bowl in particular, that the NFL tells the officials to let them play a little bit more? You know, in my experience, when I was in that position, I never told the officials, hey, we're going to let them play today. But 
I think there's there is some kind of a subconscious that goes on when you get into those games because the numbers you can't dispute the numbers. You know, you're averaging 2019, you're averaging 16 fouls a game in the regular season. In the postseason, that goes down to about 12 and a half. So, so those three and a half fouls, they go somewhere. And, and I think that goes into the psyche. There's a couple of things. You know, are the teams better? Yeah, they're the better teams. It's win or go home. So you're going to be less likely to commit a stupid penalty and know that that 15 yards can impact your season. But the thing is, you know, in that that subconscious, those officials do tend to at times not want to inject themselves into the game because of the magnitude. And I think we saw that in the Super Bowl where they did let them play a little bit. But that that has an impact because if one team is pushing the envelope and the officials are letting them play, then that team is going to gain the advantage. And so we always tell the officials we're not letting them play. We just we don't want to be overly technical. We don't want ticky tack fouls. We want the fouls to be there, but we have to make sure that we call fouls so that the game is decided fairly. All right. So last one, Dean. And we were talking earlier about first dates. This is a little awkward because I'm not the one that broke up with you or you didn't break up with me, but I am speaking for the NFL right now. What does it take to get you back? We want you back, man. We need you back. Is there anything we can do to get you back? I, I appreciate that. Look, I love the NFL. I started at the NFL as a 23-year-old intern and spent, you know, the majority of my career there. Um, you know, I'm always, I, I always want to help the NFL. I love what I'm doing now. I love Fox Sports. I love being able to do podcasts and other things. But look, uh, I'm. Again, love what I'm doing, but I'm always there for the NFL. So, uh, you know, we can we can talk offline about that. <laughs> awesome. Dean, you're the man. At Dean Blandino on Twitter. He is all over Fox Sports. Every time I'm even watching a college football game, Dean pops up there. I don't know. I don't know I'm how they get big. you on every I'm very big in, like, Iowa and Nebraska. That Those are my people, my fans. <laughs> it's unbelievable. No matter what game I'm watching, it all of a sudden, Big Ten Network – FS1, Fox, it's Dean. Unbelievable. You do a great job, Dean. Uh, you know how we feel about you. Thanks so much for coming on Home and Home. Thanks, guys. All right, Thank there you. he is, Dean Blandino. That was fantastic. He always is. Basically, Jason, my argument would be that interview right there is why he's got to be the guy. Like, he's got to be the guy that the NFL has. You need a guy that's that good. Like, how can the XFL have a better guy than the NFL's guy? Like, how is that possible? When you consider the amount of money that's being wagered on the NFL, Ross, they got to get it right. So you got to have the best team of guys to execute the rules or else people are losing it's money. My, it's happy. My, it, it, it is mind boggling that we literally see at least two guys on TV every weekend, Mike Pereira and Dean Blandino, who are better than the guy that's doing it. I got nothing wrong with Alberto Riveron. Nice guy, blah, 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 whatever. He's not as good as those guys. He's not as good at officiating. He's not as good at explaining it. He's not as good. What, like, what, something's messed up when the TV networks are willing to pay more money or whatever it takes than the NFL that's a $15 billion business. What the, what the hell are we talking about? The XFL has a better guy than the NFL does. Yeah, that should never be the case. The NFL should have the best because it's the best league 
of pro sports in the world. Yeah, and guess what? Evidently, their hiring processes are not exactly great. We're going to talk to the kid that said Patrick Mahomes will win the Super Bowl in high school, and we have the yearbook to prove it. But first, I want the NFL to listen to what Jason has to say about the best way to hire. Yeah, NFL, listen up. Hiring, we know it's hard, but there's an easy way to get Dean Blandino back because he's on ZipRecruiter. There's only one place to go when hiring. It's fast and simple, and that's ZipRecruiter because you're going to grow your business and connect with the most qualified candidates. Now, Cafe Alturo's COO, Dylan Miskowitz, he experienced how challenging hiring can be after unsuccessfully searching for a director of coffee for his organic coffee company. He was spinning his wheels. But what did he do? He switched to ZipRecruiter, and he saw an immediate difference. And you, too, can as well by signing up for free at ZipRecruiter.com enter. Now, ZipRecruiter, they don't depend on candidates finding you. They find the right candidates for you. And it's technology that identifies people with the right experience. What they do is they invite them to apply to your job so you get quality candidates faster. You don't waste your time. In fact, after posting his job to ZipRecruiter, Dylan said he was amazed how quickly he got great candidates applying and found his new director of coffee in just a few days. Now, with results like that, it's no wonder four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter, they get a quality candidate within the first day. You're not spinning your wheels. ZipRecruiter is the smartest way to hire. So see why ZipRecruiter is effective for businesses of all sizes. Try ZipRecruiter for free at our web address, ZipRecruiter.com slash enter. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash E-N-T-E-R. I don't think you actually were able to bet on the odds that Patrick Mahomes would win the Super Bowl six years ago when he was still in high school. But if you could, his high school classmate, Spencer Shaw, would have made a lot of money. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Welcome back to Home and Home, brought to you by ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Try ZipRecruiter for free by going to ZipRecruiter.com slash enter. I'm Ross Tucker former NFL offensive lineman. He's Jason Mertidis. We are home and home today, and we're with you for about 20 more minutes, 10.30 a.m. Eastern time, where you can watch us and listen to us live on the radio.com app or radio.com slash home, also always available on demand. Spencer Shaw is the classmate of Patrick Mahomes, who is the man of the hour. Spencer, it's been a hot topic this week. You put in your high school yearbook 
that you were looking forward to watching Patrick Mahomes win the Super Bowl. Wow. I mean, how did you know? He wasn't even like that highly touted of a prospect back then. Right. And, it, you know, at that point, he hadn't even completely chosen football. He still was uh, playing uh, baseball at at that point. But um, towards the end of our high school career, you could just kind of tell that he was leaning towards uh, football. And he was just that kind of talent with that kind of work ethic that you just knew that whatever he put his mind to, whatever he wanted to do, whatever sport it was, uh, he was going to succeed at. He was a guy, too, that even before you put that in the yearbook, put out a tweet seven years ago that said, I bet it feels amazing to be the quarterback who says, quote, I'm going to Disney World after winning the Super Bowl. Uh, When you see the kind of athlete he was in high school, for you to put that in the yearbook, just how special was he amongst his peers? Well, so I I was a basketball player in high school and college, and so I played basketball with him, not but not football, but no matter, but I watched him play football, watched him play baseball, play basketball with him. He was just that kind of talent that no matter what he did, he was one of the best at it. And he was able to make spectacular things just look easy everywhere, whether it was on the baseball field or on the, the basketball court or whatever it was which we've gotten to see him do at the highest level now in the NFL with some of the crazy things that he does was just normal um, in high school. He was doing it in high school. He did it in college too. And now he's doing it in the NFL. We're talking with Spencer Shaw, Patrick Mahomes, high school classmate, high school friend. All right, Spencer. Now, just so everybody knows you are currently a minister at the Tuttle Church of Christ in Tuttle, Oklahoma, correct? That's correct, yes. Okay, that's awesome, because that means you have to tell the truth. That means you can't (laughs) lie when I ask you this next question. Honestly, what was Patrick like in high school? Was he an awesome guy? Was he a kind of standoffish? Did he think his you-know-what didn't stink? Give us the lowdown on Patrick in high school. So honestly, he was a I he he was a great guy. You know, when uh, you look at some of the stuff that he even does now, building houses, stuff like that that he does, it's even if you talk to guys now, that's it's not a show. Um, and he was that same kind of guy in in high school. Uh, he was just a fun guy to be around, a funny guy, um, a very likable guy, not someone who really let all of his uh, ability and popularity, and you could even say fame because his dad was a professional athlete too. He didn't really let all that get to his head. He was a pretty grounded guy, uh, nice and friends with most people at school. Um, just an all-around good guy. I find guys that are good at everything annoying because, like, I'm okay <laughs> at a bunch of things, but like, I, I'm good at some. I'm okay at some things, but great at nothing. And he's one of those guys, like I watched him hit golf balls that came out of a machine in rapid fire and just bomb them down the middle. He's got a great stick on the golf course. Was he a good student? Does he have like ugly hands, uh, bad breath? Is there something wrong with this guy? Uh, 
honestly, um, uh, no. So I guess you could say that's the the biggest negative about him is that there's really nothing negative about him. I mean, he was a great guy. He was a, uh, a really good student. We had a, a lot of classes together, and he was a real smart guy. I mean, he took um, advanced, advanced placement classes and dual credit classes and stuff with me uh, all throughout high school. And so he wasn't just an average student either. He was uh, an above-average student. I mean, so it was pretty much anything that he did. Didn't even have to be sports he was successful at. And so, you know, kind of going back to the tr uh, prediction, that's kind of why it made sense. Hey, he's going to succeed because – he did it everything else, not even sports, but school and all of that. Wow, that's really interesting, Spencer. I did not know that. I did not know he took AP classes. What would you call it, dual placement classes? Dual, dual credit, so uh, where you would get both high school and college credit for the, the class. Wow, um, that's awesome. That, that's, that's, that's new information to me that I didn't know. That's cool. I'm curious, too. It sounds like he's been with his girlfriend – since 10th grade so you must know his girlfriend Brittany as well yes she was I I didn't know her uh, too well in high school she's a year older than us and so um they started dating I think like you said 10th grade when Patrick was a sophomore so she would have been a, a junior and so I do her a, a little bit but uh not a whole lot because uh, Pat and I were good friends in high school but we weren't best friends so we uh didn't always run around in the exact same circles um but we did uh hang out uh, quite a bit especially at school like i said we took a lot of classes together we played sports together um so i did know her a little bit yeah all right spencer since you're the nostradamus on the show today you predicted he'd win a super bowl um first of all give me the lottery numbers number one number two <laughs> will he win multiple super bowls I, I think he will, um, you know, winning, uh, I, I could have never predicted that the Super Bowl that he would win would be in his second starting season. I mean, and so he just, I think the sky's the limit now moving forward. Uh, so with, especially the talent that, uh, he has out there at Kansas city, uh, both on the field and coaching staff and all that, I would, I would be surprised if he didn't win another, uh, another Super Bowl, another couple Super Bowls actually what about spencer his voice i'm curious did you guys <laughs> make fun of his voice when you guys were in high school because if one of my high school buddies sounded like that we would rip him to shreds you, you know i've i've had a couple people ask me that and, and i don't remember us ever giving him a a hard time i, I remember when it kind of became a, a big thing in the the news kind of talking about his his voice and it was just kind of weird because it was something that I never really thought about because it was just kind of that was Pat's voice because I've known him uh, since, you know, third, fourth grade or something like that. And so um, I don't ever remember that being a, a deal in in high school. Maybe some people did, but um, I think for most of us, that was just kind of the the way he talked. And then I never started thinking about it, like I said, till it kind of became news about his voice. Spencer, really appreciate the time. Everybody can follow Spencer on Twitter at Spencer Shaw 34. That's how we know he's the one that called that Patrick Mahomes 
would win a Super Bowl already at age 24. Unbelievable. Good call, Spencer. Thank you Thank so you. much for coming on the show. Uh, that's amazing, by the way, that you're already a minister at Tuttle Church of Christ. Where's Tuttle, Oklahoma, by the way? It is right outside of southwest Oklahoma City. So we're 30 minutes from downtown OKC. Got it. Okay. Uh, well, that's great. Congratulations to you. Thanks for coming on the show. Thank you for having me. There he is, Spencer Shaw. Here's my first question after that interview, Jason. Should I feel worse that Patrick Mahomes won a Super Bowl by age 24 or that Spencer Shaw is already a minister by age 24? I mean, they're both making me feel real old and like bad about myself. I never won a Super Bowl. I've never been a minister. I'm not going to be a minister. Like, I feel like they're already doing like big people grown up things and I'm 40 and I'm in my underwear talking with you on a digital show right now about sports. Well, I didn't need to know that you were in your underwear. The assumption was there that you're in your underwear. I don't need to know that you're wearing like your Winnie the Pooh pajama bottoms with the feet in them. <laughs> That's too much information. You got the radio.com shirt on, but you're in your underwear. You're like uh, hanging out there all on. over the place. I, I, no, I got mesh shorts on. I got mesh shorts on. But um, I do have I you have feel a buddy inadequate in college, by the way. I have a buddy in college who wore mesh, mesh shorts as his underwear. So like he was big on wearing uh, like corduroy pants, but mesh short he wore mesh shorts underneath everything. That was like I think this is before like boxer briefs were even like that popular. He just wore mesh shorts as his like initial layer. And then he would put on jeans or slacks or whatever. You can't go mesh shorts as a base layer because you don't want that's not a smooth surface between your junk and your clothing. You want something that the mesh shorts you can catch a hang. You know what I mean? Wait, I don't like mesh shorts. I, I don't on that. like I don't like I don't like being that free. I don't like flying all over the place. Oh, I, I, I wear sacks underwear. And they have what they call the ballpark pouch. And they, it's amazing. It's like a, putting a, a baseball glove right there. And it just keeps your boys right where they need to be. Yeah, see, I, it, it depends on what I'm doing. If I'm doing something athletic or trying to be athletic, I need a little support. Other than that, I'm fine swinging. So I got to tell you, dude, I met Patrick Mahomes one time uh, that I can remember. And it was before the 2018 season. So he hadn't really even started yet, but we knew he was going to be the starter for the Chiefs. And it was at uh, like uh, Tony Romo's like fantasy football convention thing. And he was a great guy, real, really nice guy down to earth. Tell you what, the more I see him chugging the beers and throwing them, but doing all the positive things he does off the field, Certainly hearing about him with the advanced placement stuff. And even like, how about this audio from the Super Bowl of after they knew that they might overturn the initial Tyree kill catch during the replay. Listen to what Patrick Mahomes had to say before what was clearly the play of the game in the Super Bowl. What are we thinking? Do we have time to run walls? 
If it's first and 10, lost. Or, 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 any down the distance. I don't care. He, wanted, he wanted to run Wasp, which is the route combination against cover three that allowed Tyree Kill to get wide open. Boy, I've watched a bunch of clips of that, Jay. It's interesting because earlier in the week, Dave Briggs said that wasn't a tough throw. Anybody could make that throw. Uh, no. Off his back foot, 57.1 yards in the air as DeForest Buckner was hitting him. It was his longest air yards throw of the season in the play of the Super Bowl, Jason. Yeah, you look at that, and yeah, you're right. He's backpedaling, and to get that much on it with the – it was a flick. Boop. To do that, get the ball in the air in that spot. But now I'm even more impressed because he called for the play. It's like when Nick Foles went to the sideline and said, hey, Philly, Philly, and Doug's like, yeah, sure. Um, you got to trust your quarterbacks and coaches that trust their players because they're the ones on the field, Ross, and they're seeing everything, and they're going, hey, give me Wasp here. I can make it happen. And he did, and and standing in the face of that pressure and deliver that ball and that spot. And the other thing, Ross, he wasn't very good to that point. Like that's the 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 sack that he carries around. Like, hey, I haven't been very good in the Super Bowl. Probably my worst game of the year. Give me that play, not, yeah, and I'll complete I, I, it. I was, yeah, I was gonna say, not only was he not very good, it was the worst game he ever played. And yeah. just think about in the span of seven minutes. And really that one play, think about how much differently we would feel and talk about Patrick Mahomes. I think we would talk about him like, is he going to be like Dan Marino, where he's got unbelievable ability but never wins the big one? Instead, I think a fair question right now would be, who are the people in professional sports that you would rather be? Like right now, Jason, you have to be a professional athlete. Who off the top of your head would you rather be than Patrick Mahomes? Well, knowing I have that skill set, the other part of it is Andy Reid, too. You'd be going, well, Andy Reid's stink of not being able to win the big one rubbed off on him. But, I mean, when you look at his skill set at his age and to be able to do this for many years to come, it's hard in the NFL. The Patriots did it, but that – is that the anomaly? Can another team duplicate that? Can Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes become Brady and Belichick part two? That might be a stretch, but I mean, from a skill set standpoint, if I'm looking in the NFL, he's the guy. If I'm looking in, in baseball, I'll just be Mike Trout because he's got the most skills in the world and he's got a huge bank account to boot and Mahomes will have a huge bank account as well. If I'm looking in the NHL, I'll take Connor McDavid. And if I'm going the NBA, you got to go with like a good young player in the NBA. Who would you go, who would you go with in the NBA? I maybe want to be Steph Curry because I want to bomb three pointers from half court like it's a jump shot. I mean, the only guys that come to mind for me right now that I would consider rather being than Patrick Mahomes would be Mike Trout in baseball because he's maybe and probably the best baseball player ever. And what was his hey, new contract? Like Three hundred million dollars. That'd be nice to have that fully guaranteed. Keep going. 400. Uh, 400? I think it's over like 15 years. It's going to it's like 37 a year or 35 a year. Wow. Uh and then the only other guy that comes to mind for me would be Zion. Zion Williamson. I think it'd be sweet as shit 
to be the most jacked dude on an NBA court and able to just hammer dunks on people and look, walk around looking all jacked. You know what? I kind of like George Kittle, uh, but it's still hard to pick Mahomes over Kittle. I mean, it's still hard to pick Kittle over Mahomes. I mean, yeah, the tight end the quarterback. Have as much it's a lot more money. You know, you don't have to block people as a quarterback. Honestly, those are the guys that jump out for me. It's Mike Trout, Zion, and Mahomes. Are we missing anybody? Well, you were a lineman, and like a lineman always wants to be a quarterback or a guy that catches the ball. In any sport, what if you could pick the position you'd play? Now, you played professionally, but if you could pick any position to play in pro sports, any sport, what would it be? Are you going to be the center in basketball? No, be a I'd, be the baseball? I'd, be the, I'd be the quarterback in the NFL. Okay. You don't want to be a goalie in hockey? You're a big guy. You take up a lot no. of that. Oh, are you saying it based on my body type? Whatever. Or just what you, you go, man, I'd love to play that position because of the pressure or the meaning in a game. Oh, no, it's quarterback. I mean, football is my favorite sport. It's quarterback. Now, I do think if the arg- if the question was, you could be the best in the world at any sport. Do you go golf? Do you go, t- like, let's say you're 16 years old and I could snap my fingers and make you the best at any sport. For me, it'd probably still be quarterback. But at that point, I think you can make real arguments for soccer or golf or tennis just from a physical, physical standpoint, from a monetary standpoint. You know, tennis and golf, you're not getting CTE. You're not getting orthopedic issues, at least not. Well, I guess you can in those sports, but maybe not the same level. I think soccer, uh, but then you have to play soccer. Like, yeah, you know, it's pretty sweet to me that Mike Trout got a 12-year, $430 million contract. But I, you probably didn't see it, Jay. You know what my tweet was when I saw that? Mike Trout just signed a contract that makes him have to go to a thousand baseball games and not be able to drink. I mean, dude, how's he going to do it? I'm not sure. I'm not sure if you said, Ross, we'll give you $430 million, but you have to go to over 1500 baseball games for the next 12 years. And you can't have any beers. I'm not sure. I take that. I'm not sure that's enough. I'm not sure I they would pay me enough for that. Who's as despondent about baseball as I am? <laughs> You're literally Dude. going to watch the grass grow. I mean, if they told me that I could have beers during the game, I don't need to get drunk. But just let me have uh, two or three IPAs when we're in the dugout and I'm not up to bat that inning, then I'm okay. I don't okay. need to be a double IPA. I'll just do a regular IPA, but give me something, dude. So you're not batting like you're in wiffle ball at the beach with one hand with a cocktail and the other hand with the wiffle ball bat? That would be pretty <laughs> sweet. That Get would rid of the umpire. We can use a chair. Dude, I'm telling you, like, and people that love baseball, like, this kills them when I say it, but that's like that's like torture in some countries, dude. Yeah, that that is, is brutal, bro. Brutal. I'd rather speaking be waterboarded. Brutal, speaking of brutal, that's all the time we have. Time flies oh. when you're having fun. That might be a good discussion to get even to more next week with Dave Briggs. 
Who are the athletes you'd rather be than Patrick Mahomes? There aren't very many. Coach K had some interesting stuff to say this week. We'll dive into that next week. And the XFL, yay or nay, they might only have one chance to entice us this weekend. We'll give you our reviews on Monday. Until Monday, for Jason Mertides, I'm Ross Tucker. Have a great weekend, everybody. Hey, everybody, it's Ross Tucker. Thanks for listening to the Home and Home Podcast. Remember, you can watch or listen live every day from 8.30 to 10.30 a.m. Eastern Time exclusively on the Radio.com app or on the web at Radio.com slash home. Home and Home. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.